Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Triple Lounge. You're listening to episode 42. That's right, the meaning of life is here with us right in this very room. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by the full gang, Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. Dickery, dickery, dog. Wow, I didn't know what just you were saying. Had, to, I had for... to wait a second before you before you went in. Huh? I was waiting wow. for everyone else to say hello, so I could yeah, ask you, Patrick, how's that groove I left for you in the host chair? Oh, it's it's still uh, tastefully, uh, tastefully, tastefully, tastefully asinine. That's 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 not right. It it tastefully suits my ass. There we go. Oh, uh, good. So we both do have the same shaped ass. We do, we do. <laughs> my my question for you is, how did you get uh, Josh and Steve to come back from their holiday early? I didn't. I just, I just threatened. <laughs> you know what? It was just a threat of me not editing, and they're like, "Oh, okay, maybe we'll come back." Fair enough. Even, we're not even no. here. You edited us in. <laughs> <laughs> this is all uh, previous episodes' uh, voice dialogue. I, I, feel, I, I, I feel, wow. I feel like this is a bit with the uh, with the magic conch. <laughs> we just, uh, we just, we just fill in fill in the void with the the sweet sound of all hail the magic conch. Uh, I, I gotta ask, uh, what was it like having, having a week off, uh, Steve? Uh, I'll be honest with you, fellas. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I went okay, to work. Okay, well, that, that's hurtful. Don't, don't, you don't have to elaborate. You could, you could, you could have <laughs> no, said it's no, bad. No, please, you could have said, elaborate. I regretted it. You, you, you could have, you could have started with a sigh and said, I'm sorry, everyone that's listening. But no, you said it was pretty good. That's, that, that's awful. Well, if you let me finish before rudely interrupting, I was going to say... It's pretty good, but not as good as hanging out with the boys on the podcast. But look, man, go for your rant. It's fine. No, I'm fine. It's fine. See, I, I, I don't feel that's genuine. Uh, Josh, how was your week off? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay, fuck you too. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> how was your week on? See, it, <laughs> see, the question doesn't work that well for them because they've had multiple weeks off before. Sometimes Josh has multiple in a row. It was like my third episode off. Yeah, that's not more than Patrick's gotten. Well, you know what they say, once, twice, three times a lady. There we go. Uh, what? What? Who says that? <laughs> it's a song lyric, I'm pretty sure. Once, oh, it definitely is. It definitely sure is. You're not thinking a man looks like a lady or whatever it is? No, definitely not an outdated song. Ah, oh, it's a Lionel Richie song. Everybody listening at home, go look it up. Why would I listen to Lionel Richie? No, Why would I need to look it up oh. when you just told them the answer? That's true. It's true. Uh, when that comes up on Hurdle, you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> got to ask, uh, what's it like having giant, uh, Samsung Galaxy Fold, Samsung Galaxy Flip posters in front of it, in, in front of you, seeing as, you know, we still might be sponsored by Samsung, kind of hard to tell at this point, but got to do the shilling just in case we get the money. Uh, I know that I've seen the, those, those ads everywhere. I have also been seeing those ads everywhere and, uh, you know, if, if they want to send me a new flip, I'll gladly review it and, uh, take the sponsorship deal from them. But until then, it's a no-go. I've had numerous people send me that, um, that ad and be like, Hey, Steve, you going to get this? Uh, to which I say no. I do I not think... an iPhone. Uh, that's, uh, is it a flip iPhone? No. The iFlip. Mm. You know what? Let's work on that naming. We'll, we'll get it next year. <laughs> I, I, mm. I sleep. If, mm, <laughs> if you have a good name for a flip iPhone, send it into us. Along with your uh, credit card details. Um, final question for the group before we get into Round the Lounge. Uh, we've <laughs> credit seen... card details. <laughs> that was funny. 
We've, thank you. We've seen, see, this is the sort of joke that you missed when it was just Seth and I on the podcast last episode. I listened but, to that. Uh, what? I listened to, well, I listened to about half of it. I'm still yeah, in the process. Yeah, I was going to say. You listen to every episode though, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's Surely. not news to us. You listen to all of them. Big fan of our own product. Yeah, yeah of course. I listened to them multiple times. I mean, people say you shouldn't get high in your own supply, but that doesn't apply to podcasts. Uh, final question for the group. We have Rings of Power and we have Game of Thrones House of the- Shut up. We have Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. Uh, which of those two is more interesting to you two? Even if you haven't seen them, which of them is more hypothetically interesting? Question for the group, Seth. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Rings of Power because at least it, uh, at least the Lord of Rings didn't shit the bed as hard as Game of Thrones did. Okay. You're talking about the, the ending of regular Game of Thrones, or is there something in House of the Dragon that's gone horribly sideways that I don't know about yet? I mean, just, just the ending of the regular show. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Josh, what about you? I mean, well, I'm not sponsored by Amazon, so I'd probably not go with them. Um, probably... But are you sponsored probably. by HBO? Mm, I don't know. It can be. Well, More the, like HBO the table's just, open. HBO I'm, I'm, just I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you're uh, that you're flirting with the idea of, of of being a part of House of the Dragon, given your vehement, the the vehement, the vehement. You're right, the first time. Ve- vehement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll, we'll take that uh, opposition to house ownership, and the show is called House of the Dragon. So I'm just trying to figure out how to how to square that circle. You know, it's not Honestly, a hate for house ownership. It's just a it's just a hate for people that own houses. Specifically it's landlords. That. It's a, it's yeah, it, the landlords specifically. <laughs> um, no, I um, I actually never saw the third Lord of the Rings movie or the third Hobbit movie, so I don't really have a huge amount of interest in Rings of Power. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> there, I said. Well, it. Just, 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 the just wait, just wait until you hear about Sonic Frontiers, my man. <laughs> oh God! Ooh, Sonic loves uh, his rings. <laughs> he does. He really does. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, personally, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yep, there you go. I'm that guy. Wow. I haven't seen it. Um, it's on my list. I'll definitely get to it uh, sometime just, in my just life. Just skip the last season. Uh, everybody says that, but then that would be unfinished, and I'd rather die than it's unfinished with the last did. season. <laughs> I actually did just skip the entire last season for the record. I, every week, I just saw people nonstop complaining about it being awful. I was just like, I'm not putting myself through this. Um, so, Rings of Power is my answer. Uh, but I could take or leave I could take or leave either of them. Thanks for the metalcore vocal in there. <laughs> what a strange uh, thing to say. <laughs> right, well, uh, uh, much like uh, Sam Wise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins' slow trek towards and Mordor. And Samsung. And, and uh, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Josh. Uh, we're, we're going to slowly track towards Potatoes. Run Lunch. For, for, okay, now, now you're just being rude. Uh, run Lunch for this week. Uh, why don't we start with you, Steve? You had a week off. How much sweet, sweet gaming content did you manage to pack into one week off? Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, not that much. Work is pretty hectic. Uh, so I did not get to put in that much um, gaming, so, as they say. But I have, over the last couple of weeks, played and finished through 2018's God of War. Boy! Boy, that is a game. I can't believe it's... I can't believe it's four years old. It has been quite a while, yes. I I can't believe that. Here we go. Steve comes back. 
for you know a, a week off and he's like you know what fellas four four years old games are really my vibe this week which you know honestly for for god of war fair enough uh josh what did you do with your week off uh i didn't really get up to much i've been playing a little bit more um escape from tarkov and then spent a lot of time learning and working so man takes a week me. off and he brings us no content yeah, Bro, you, well, could, you, yeah, could, no. you could just say that you were live laugh loving last week it's fine I don't, think anybody should say that, that, I don't think I, I would. I don't think anybody should say that ever. How dare you? That's probably <laughs> the worst form of words I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you know what? This is Josh's Maybe week, so... <laughs> <laughs> Surely there's like a game in one of those. It's like, hey, uh, hey man, every you, game. You, if, if you have an issue with it, take it up with management, honestly. Uh, Laugh at every you. game. Uh, so Love there was a slew of demos that came out last week. I've played only one of them, so I'll be talking about the Wolong demo that released last week. And will be <laughs> over demo. by the time that this podcast is out. You'll no longer be able to play it. Time to right, long long content. No. Vicariously no. through the sweet, sweet nothings that you whisper into our ear holes. Exactly. Uh, is it a long demo? Fair enough. Whoa, uh, it's too long is the joke there. <laughs> So you notice how no one took the bait, Steve? The <laughs> fact that you still went for it, kind of sad, got to be honest. Um, so uh, question for you, Josh. Uh, here, here we have uh, everyone's around the lounge, but we don't have the album of the week sponsored by September Ford Truck Month, Krispy Kreme Samsung. So uh, what would be the <laughs> album of the week sponsored by Ford Truck Month, se don't... September Samsung, Krispy Kreme? Hang on, just, just, be just, be just before we get into it. Wouldn't September and Ford Truck Month like cancel each other out? Like one of us is uh, driving a car and the other one's like happen to go for walkies. Like, but you see, you see the so. Okay, let, let me let me let me break it down for you, Steve. The Look, every family has Ford, a Meg and they walk. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, taking a slightly different tack, uh, the 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 deals the deals in Ford Truck Month are so good that you have to just step towards them. And really, what's stopping you from walking down to your Ford dealership and picking up a great deal? That's what that's I don't like I'm how saying. much this sounds like a real sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in the come mail, on down. Henry Ford, buy, we're expecting buy, some money. Buy Ford and Ford accessories. <laughs> and mention us for absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mention, mention Fast Travel Lounge for a weird look in the showroom. <laughs> uh, but seriously, what is the album of the week, Josh? Uh, it is Manic by Wage War. Uh, I'll be honest, I only know one song from Wage War, which is uh, Don't Let Me Fade Away. Excellent song. Oh, but I don't excellent think that's, song. I don't it's think not on this album. Of, yeah, it's not part of Manic, so tell me, tell me about Manic. So Manic is their new album that they released last year, uh, like almost a year ago exactly, actually. It was the 1st of October last year. Um, they basically got together and said, well, all our shows are cancelled, we need to do something as a band or we're going to fall apart, right? Um, so they basically Relatable. rented like this log cabin up in the mountains in um, somewhere in the US, I don't remember exactly where, and they set out uh, to record an album and they also recorded a bunch of small videos of the like making of the album. Um, they're available on YouTube if you're interested, very cool stuff. Um, they basically got together, said, okay, well, we're going to spend this time and energy to make like, our best album yet. And oh my god, did they deliver? They did a fucking killer job. Yeah, I Is there anyone that likes the, uh, metalcore? Oh, I, it's the I, holy grail. I looked at the Wikipedia page for this uh, uh, earlier, and it's like, they, they've said that when COVID hit, it practically made them jobless because, I guess, because they lost all their tour dates and everything. So yeah, they, they just have to bang out an album, otherwise they're not making any income during the COVID years. 
pretty much. And it wasn't just income. It was also like, like I completely understand if your, if your job is to create something and go on tour and share that. And all of a sudden you don't have that. What do you do for the next year or whatever? Yeah. However, yeah, you're they in probably lockdown, had to right? fast track making a new album when they would have used that time to do something else for a while. Like yeah, exactly. The they had a whole bunch of records. Uh, sorry, a whole bunch of tour dates uh, overseas and everything that just got dropped. So they had to do something. But yeah, they they did an excellent job. And the uh, um the documentaries that they released, the they're like six minutes long. There's like three of them. It just showed like the passion and everything and how they put it together. Awesome job. Yeah, no, Great this album. was a really strong album. I'll I'll be honest, um, listening to it, uh, well, just listening to it straight earlier today, I got to about um after Godspeed, I kind of started Which is tuning, death roll, yeah, uh, yeah. When it got to death roll, I started tuning out a little bit. I still I still liked a lot of what was going on there, but it started getting a little samey to me. Not not one hundred percent, but. It's something that I'd need to like slow burn the album rather than just listen to it all back to back <laughs> like I did for this podcast. So cool. Slow, so, slow burn is the song after Death Roll, but <laughs> that went really well. Yeah. <laughs> so as as someone that doesn't actively hate the album that we're talking about, Josh, uh, how do you? I feel? don't hate it. I <laughs> I actually really liked a lot of it. I, I was even going to give some of the top tracks I like when we get to that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just drop favorite tracks. What are your favorite tracks? Uh, so I liked Relapse a lot. Um, I liked Godspeed, and I really liked Circle to Drain. I think that was probably my favorite on the uh, track list. I also liked Manic, but I, weirdly enough, even though it's the name of the album itself, I feel like it was maybe one of the weaker ones on the list. See, I I kind of agree with you. So they released um, Circle to Drain and High Horse as singles, and they were both killer. And then when I heard Manic, the actual song. It's very different, and the first time I was like, you know what, this this isn't like wage war, wage war to me. And then I listened to it again since, and now it's my favorite song on the album by far. Yeah, maybe um, I'll shift my close. yeah, maybe I'll shift my tune on a re-listen. But going through them back to back, I felt like Manic was not not the weakest, but one of the weaker ones. Yeah, Relapse is definitely awesome though, and Circle the Drain is yeah probably my second favorite song on the album. Yeah, so. Circle the Drain I feel like I enjoyed the most because it had the least scream in it. I I don't like I like scream, <laughs> but something that uh this is this is a personal thing and I want your take on it. I feel like every scream artist just sounds the same. Uh no, <laughs> it, it's just one I, of those I things where disagree. it's like all scream just sounds the same to me, no matter the artist for it. I like it. It's just, it all sounds, like, vocally, it sounds very samey. Well, uh, Steve, as someone who I've heard can't make anyone scream, uh, what are your thoughts on this album? <laughs> wow. <laughs> someone else woke up and chose violence. God damn. Jeez, uh, who are you waging war against? Um, hey. Hey. There we go, fellas. I got it. Don't, um, don't mind me just relapsing over here. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Eminem for not even his best work. Very really good, showing very your true colors, which is another song on the album. Um, <laughs> Thank you for explaining it, Josh. I was no, really it's... confused that you would just randomly pull a line like that out of your ass without it being some sort of pun on the uh, on the old track list. Uh, anyway, Steve, you wanna you wanna wage war on on uh, this discussion at all? Or uh, you, don't do you that. Got... Don't really use that. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure he doesn't fade away. Um... <laughs> I'm just sorry, I'm just too down to the sickness. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. Also, a, um. also a killer soundtrack, by the way. Yeah, very good. good, yeah. Maybe next week. 
Um, to be honest, I've only heard uh, Circle the Drain from this, and it turns out that I've heard it from... Uh... Look, and don't laugh. You've got to promise me you won't laugh. Um, but I cannot I... promise that. <laughs> an AMV, an anime music video. Oh my god. <laughs> what, what, what anime? Okay, but what was the anime in it? Um, Dragon Ball Z, of course. Well, oh, okay, Dragon, that's based it was Dra- Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super. Oh, okay. even more base. That's great. Hey, Wait, whenever I think AMV, I just go back to, it's got to be Naruto. Uh, I think there's like a thousand. Oh, I was really big into like the Bleach and the Dragon Ball Z ones back in the day. Oh, there's, a, there's a couple there's of good Beyblade ones like, I've seen um, as well. Maybe I have never good. seen a Beyblade one, but that sounds sick. That I think I've only seen like two or three. I think it's, I was, what, what would have been like 13, 14? I think the opening cool. to Beyblade's just an AMV for like Beyblades itself. Well, true. That's how fucking slides. That's, that's so true. Aren't all music videos AMVs? They have no. some sort of animation in it. The girl is Mmm. Mmm. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, if you guys say it's okay. Wow, way to just follow the crowd. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I'm going to give it a 1 out of 10. Wow. This is, this, this is absolutely the shittest album I've never heard. Um, it, <laughs> it, it makes me manic even thinking about it, and I want to wage hey, war on the people that made it. Ooh. Just Damn. kept on rolling with those puns. The death roll, even. Yeah, you All know, right. honestly, I'm, I'm very <laughs> surprised. Death was good. I'm very surprised, by the way, that uh, Josh, you and our dear friend Jake have never once talked about Wage War ever. Uh, for information, I don't think a single day has passed in the last year and a half that Jake and me have not mentioned Wage War. <laughs> and I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> You're a coward. You're a coward and a liar and a thief. You took that so, joke from So, out of 10, uh, Josh, what would you give it? 10. Jesus, really? Yep. Insert 10 out of 10 air horns here. You're, you're, you're aware that, that we have uh, uh, Kids Bop as a 10 out of 10, right? Like, are you saying this is on the level of Kids Bop? I would say it's above, yeah. Holy sh- 11 out of 10, perhaps. Much yeah, like the people songs, in so. I, I don't know. I don't think any of them bang it as hard as um, it, uh, I want it that way. Finally, <laughs> a man that speaks the truth around here. Oh, that's cursed. <laughs> what, would, what would it be if Kids Bop uh, covered Rage War? Would that be a 12? <laughs> oh, my God. That would that's be. That's pretty much what everybody would be saying. I mean, they would be twelve, but that's just because of their age, not because of the rating <laughs> of the album. Right, and on the back of that silence, uh, <clears throat> Seth, you want to weigh in with a with a rating out of ten, or are you going to follow follow in Josh's footsteps of giving them a a tween score? I I'm probably going to roll with an eight. Eight sounds good to okay, me. That, I, I enjoyed that, it quite that a feels, bit. But... Feels very fence city, if I'm honest. I, I'm I'm fencing between a seven and an eight, but I'm going to lean towards an eight. I did enjoy it quite a lot of it. Would it make you feel better if I told you that there is an acoustic version of Circle the Drain as well? I mean, that that's not doing anything for me, but I will go and listen to that. All right, so another <clears> ten. <throat> Very good. <laughs> and right, I'll well. cut that out too. <laughs> Well, as we climb down off this high horse talking about Wage War before we death roll into Circling the Drain, we should probably 
move on. So uh, yeah, just you really see the true comes. colors. Yeah, if if, yeah. if tomorrow never comes, we have seen the true colors of this of this manic album. And uh, well, I'm gonna say goodbye to this album. Will we? It's, Real- it's Relapse true. is Hold the, on um, to this one with your teeth, guys. Relapse is a song in the album. I thought you were quoting the Eminem <laughs> album. Huh. My joke really from before really. Really schizophrenic hours. It was, yeah. You know what? It, ca- it came full circle, much like how we circled the drain. Godspeed, Patrick. Godspeed. Thank you. <laughs> Let's Thank you. That was a good one. Teeth. <laughs> Stop yelling teeth. You won't make teeth happen. Uh, it's song number two. <laughs> teeth. No, I blurted that one already. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, that was it. We peaked. <laughs> that, that is pretty peak. Go, thank go you. Thank you. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> you know, I looked at the album and tried to make another shitty pun. Now we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> it's a slow right, Thank you. Thank you for that album of the week. Hopefully, some combination of September for Truck Month, Samsung, and Krispy Kreme appreciate the shill. I think. <laughs> Not quite sure. I'd ask but... Josh to give us a track list, but I think we covered it all. <laughs> I think we, we did, literally actually. did. The only one I don't think we hit was uh, Tomorrow Never Comes, which- No, we said that no, no, hang on. Big, we big breaking that. news. Uh, in, in the personnel page under Rage War, the person that plays bass and backing vocals is Chris Gaylord. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Pretty good name, done. but it'll never- No Gaylord name will hit as good as Gaylord Fokker. <laughs> No, that is not a name I have not heard in ages. I have well, no idea what that is. Meet the Fockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah parents. Was the first one, I think. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Well, <laughs> as as much fun as war is to claim wages from, uh, we're going to talk about the god of it, uh, Steve, god of war, 2018. All right, that's it. That was one of the segues of all time. <laughs> uh, so, god of war. You know it, I know it. Um, you got a re-release in 2018. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll move on. Uh, set. <laughs> I'm done. Easier for today. Uh, no, so I, I'm specifically talking about the 2018 God of War. Uh, and it's probably important to note that I haven't played Boy. any of the other. I haven't Boy. played any of the All right. Stop. Um, I haven't played Boy. any of the So you played God of War, but you haven't played God of War. Got it. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't make it uh, any more confusing. Um, and I didn't think that I needed to, to be honest. Like, it nope, came out in 2018. Uh, it's a PlayStation 4. It was a PlayStation exclusive, and now it's come to PC, um, which means us expros uh, will be getting it eventually. Uh, and number f- I don't think that's how that works, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Windows is a Microsoft platform, and technically... <laughs> anyway, um, so essentially what this is, is you play as an older Can you play it on the game, boy? I don't like this, Patrick. You've had an item. Time to stop. So you're playing as Kratos, uh, God of War, ironically, the titular character. Um, but you're playing him uh, after some events that happened in the previous games that I don't know about. And he's got a family uh, and then like a wife and a child. Um, the wife dies and then someone... And yeah, then, he, he had a wife. He still has yeah, the child. Yeah, he still has the child. And then... Um, your wife dies, and then some guy Boulder comes through and just starts beating the shit out of you for no reason. And you're like, "Yeah, all right, let's <laughs> let's go." Uh, and, and that is the peak much- of the game. <laughs> yeah. Welcome and- back to mythology with Steve. <laughs> and that's it. Um, and so essentially, your quest is to take uh, your wife's ashes with your son up to the top of the tallest mountain in all the realms, uh, which uh, leads you down a lot of different quests and 
leads you down a lot of different realms. And it borrows a lot, or it, it is very much Norse myth- mythology focused. Uh, whereas, from my understanding of the, the YouTube videos I've seen, um, the original God of War series is uh, Roman and Greek gods, I believe. Just they Greek, do a bit Greek, of everything. Greek, Greek specifically. Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, all Greek mythology. Enemies are based on Greek mythology. It's all the Greek pantheon. Yeah, because you were, you were betrayed by uh, the Ares. god of... Yeah, war. Ares, the, the, the Greek god of war. And then yeah. Zeus. Yeah, true. Which actually makes... Be your dad. Uh, but anyway, so 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 it's it's yeah. Um, the YouTube video I watched told me all about. Um, Fair enough, because uh, I know that they, even though it's in the middle of Norse mythology in God of War twenty eighteen, they do make references to Zeus uh, from Kratos. Yeah, they make a few references to the um at the Greek uh, trilogy, or mm. not even trilogy, all of the Greek games, because I think they do mention uh, the PSP games every now and then as well. Yeah, the, the, yep. there is like okay. a very sporadic amount of references, and this is as it. Long story short, the, the game part about this um, is it's uh, hack and slash RPG. Is that the word I want to use? Um, so yeah. that, that's what the yeah. that's what the original was. I actually don't think I would say that God of War twenty eighteen is hack and slash. I wouldn't call it hack and slash either. It's much more like almost Souls like combat. It's it's, uh, a, it's very trying, simplified it's, Soulsborne combat. Yeah, very simplified yeah. Soulsborne combat. Yeah, I yeah. I I don't think it's more simplified Soulsborne. I think it's more trying to lean towards being a hack and slash version of what Soulsborne does. Is that not simplifying? Mm. No, because but, uh, Souls games are much simpler in their move sets than God of War is. I yeah, I think I know, I know what you're trying to say, but because like there's a, there's a lot of like uh, you've got a heavy attack, you've got a light attack. Um, you've got the your summons. fists, you've got your axe, you've got your blades <laughs> uh, of chaos. Which are all special yeah, moves. Yeah, you've got your special moves that are like heavy and then light heavy. Sorry, heavy special attacks and light special attacks. And then you've got um, your son, Atrios, because he's joining you uh, throughout the whole journey. You've got his bow attacks and you can sort of uh, use his bow things to sort of catch enemies and build up a stagger meter, for lack of a better word. And then do like a finishing move on them and do a shit ton of damage. Not to mention you still have Spartan mode as well. Oh yeah, and, you have the Spartan and race mode. Yeah, you, you can switch between at uh, any time as well. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually Change throw them, your yeah. axe as well. That's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, and there are some puzzling elements when you're traversing the environment, or if there's like uh, some secret chests to upgrade your gear. And there's a little bit of crafting, which I wasn't a big fan of, but it's there. Uh, so, so we're, 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 talking, we're talking big strokes about what the game is. What did you like about the game? So I really liked the overarching narrative that was playing out. So the way that I, I've been thinking about this game is it is very close to uh, an Uncharted or a Last of Us. Like the, the story is the big push for the game and the gameplay is sort of just complements it and is just sort of one way of getting through the game. And, it is a lot more, the gameplay I think is a lot more fun and a bit more different than Uncharted and The Last of Us. And that is precisely what I didn't like about the game. Mm, because Yeah, and that's sort of the vibe that I was sort of getting. That it, it, I really enjoy the story. I enjoy um, the start of Kratos being a very cold father. He's trying to uh, raise his son in the best way possible, but because he obviously I, didn't have a good father figure, he doesn't know how to be a dad. Yeah, but I he's don't kept think he's... His, 
I don't think he's a cold father. He's just unsure of how to handle fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah, and and because he's, he's, he's got very, he's got his own kind of moral code and kind of like life lessons that he's trying to impart, and it might not be the best for his son. Uh, yeah, and he's definitely keeping secrets because he's hoping his son doesn't become a god like what he is. He's hoping his son becomes mortal. Yeah, like and who, speaking of was. speaking of the um the plotline that runs around that godhood's uh storyline, I think was extremely rushed and was one of the lower points of the game for me. Really? I thought it was really good because like- I feel the... like it was wrapped up way too soon. They they didn't give it so enough other... time to breathe. It felt like it was over and done with in like 30 minutes in a game that's like 14 hours okay, so, long. So so that that that's an interesting point though. So so for your specific playthrough of that, I I'd be surprised if you could go through all of the story missions relating to that arc of the story within 30 minutes. So it sounds to me like you went from story mission to story mission to progress that arc where I think some of the breathing time that you were missing might have come in the form of doing side quests. And the the idea of side quests when they were available and there was none available after that, while that specific thing was going on. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it sort of just sort of depends. Like, I, I do feel, because uh, long story short for a spoiler for a four-year-old game, what happens is... Um, Atreus gets, gets sick because he thinks he's immortal, but he's actually a god. Uh, and then half of the cure is for him to find out he's a god. And then he sort of gets uh, very, he gets a big head and he's sort of talking down to everybody. And it's like, oh, we're gods. We should be telling everybody what to do. Uh, how dare people bore us with their mundane problems. God, he's such a shit. Yeah, he, he does. And it, it is sort of wrapped up. And it's like a lot of like quips that... Uh, that go on between the two. And it eventually does get resolved. But I think you are right, Seth. It does resolve itself a bit too easily. Mm. Um, but I still like that journey of uh, Atrios sort of starting off as this sort of very rough kid. Not rough kid, but a very soft kid. He's coughing all the time. He's quite sickly. And then he finds that he's a god. He becomes arrogant about it. And then at the end of the journey, he's... Uh, very confident and the relationship between Kratos the dad and Atreus the son is sort of like been solidified and they Kratos has on one part become a good dad and he sort of has trust in himself to be able to open up and tell his history to Atreus and Atreus is sort of uh, comes to like his dad and love him. Like it's, I thought it's a really good story. Yeah, yeah, no, the entire arc overall for Atreus is really good. It's just the part itself where he's being he's being arrogant because he's found out he's a god. To the resolution of his arrogance felt very mm. quick and sudden for me. I feel like they didn't give enough time to breathe on how he gets a resolution to that. It's just kind of like he sees he sees that something happen in the, uh in hell because of Kratos. And then that's that's just it. He snaps out of it. Hmm. Yeah. I I think it was actually a really good game. I picked it up for like like fifteen dollars, I think, from the PlayStation Store when it was on Mega Sale. Yeah, that's that's cheap. Yeah. Um. I think it was on sale because Ragnarok's coming out, which is the sequel to it. Um. But yeah, I think it's a really good game. It's very story heavy. Story heavy. On combat is. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh. So I'd probably have to give it. Um, I don't do halves, so I reckon I'd give it an eight. It's a really good game, but I think it drags out a bit too long. Eight uh, does sound reasonably reasonably fair, even from a stance of where I don't really like it. Like on the higher end, I could see 
eight being for a good score. Like everyone yeah. was giving it ten out of ten. So I was like, no, that's way too high. Nah, it's, it's it is not a perfect the, game. Nah. Nah. Well, there there are no um, perfect video games, but yeah, I'd give it an eight. I'd say check it out. Like even if you haven't played the old God of Wars before it, you don't need to. Um, you have to sort of catch up, um, but through like YouTube videos, and it sort of does describe thing. But yeah, God of War, play it. Peace. It's come out for PC as well, and I've seen a couple of mods, but whatever. The Simpsons mod for that game is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What? There's there's yeah, a mod for the game that replaces Kratos with Homer and um, and uh, Atreus with Bart, and uh, uh, they even replace the Boulder with um Ned Flanders. And they replace <laughs> they replace a shit ton of voice lines, and it's in, it's insanely funny. Wow, I'm gonna have to go look that up. That sounds amazing. Uh, right. Thank you for that, Steve. Uh, why don't we bounce into uh, Sep, your demo? Yeah. No. Um. Uh, no problem. Um. So I played Wo Long: The Fallen Dynasty, which is uh, the new Team Ninja game. They're behind Neo and Stranger of Paradise beforehand. And like me and Patrick said uh, uh, last week, if you listen to that episode. This game's based on the uh, Romancing of the Three Kingdoms, which is a Chinese legend uh, story. And uh, the reason the developers went with this is because they wanted to try something outside of Japan. Um, and it, it seems fairly good. Um, they're, they're just playing around with it a lot, doing more demonic takes on everything that's in there. And it's, it, it's very, very gorgeous visually, like in terms of environments. And there's a lot of um really messed up creatures in the in the demo that's in there already. Um, I'm confirming you played it on PlayStation or yeah, PS5. PC? It's no, PS5, no. The, cool. the demo is only available on uh, PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles. No idea why it's not on PC at the moment. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, never mind. Play on. Yeah. So um, uh, weapons that are available in this demo are swords, twin daggers, and pole arms. Um, oh, also bows and crossbows. There'll probably probably be more when the game comes out. Um, it's going to be an early 2023 release. Um, it, the same thing kind of happened with like the Neo demos and the Stranger of Paradise demos. They had a very limited uh, set of weapons just to try out this one level. And when the final game came out, there was a lot more to play around with. It's still using the loot system from those games as well, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, I'd rather just have like sets... Uh, items that are that you upgrade as you go along this is very diablo like and i'm kind of getting sick of it at this point i can see why they do it do it but i'd i'd rather just set weapons and set armors that do specific things and go towards specific builds um and yeah i guess i'll go into the builds um instead of having I mean, if, if, if you insist. Um, instead of having, like, the stats uh, stats table that every RPG has, like, HP, stamina, endurance, luck, and all that, um, they use the five Chinese elements, fire, earth, wood, metal, and water, and each of those go towards specific playstyles. So fire is all about attack um, and fire magic. Uh, earth is all about defense and earth magic. Wood is support and supporting magic. Wait, 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 wait. And wood magic. There is no wood magic. It's all supporting magic. So things that'll buff because So you can't walk around saying that you have wood. You can, that you since you're you're using wood as an element. 
What if what if your wood lasts longer than four hours asking for a friend? Um, get that checked out by a doctor. Your local physician. Yeah. Um, would you choose your Yamato else, but... from Naruto? All right, that wasn't funny. A Naruto reference, but... and yeah. the uh, yeah, so wood being support will play into the fact that this game has multiplayer, like um, at Neo and Stranger of Paradise do, like the co-op and all uh Soul style games have. Um, there's metal, which is based on um debuffing magic and debuffing stats. And water, which is stealth stats and ice magic. And, um, yeah, so instead of um, doing a stat table, you just pump into the elements that you're wanting your playstyle to revolve around. So that, that kind of, like, simplifies the process a whole lot more, that I feel. Um, yeah, so going into what the demo actually offers, there's a very in-depth character creator that I enjoyed a lot. Um, one of the big things about character creators that um, I think is kind of limiting, but I've understood for a while, is that they just have preset hairstyle options. So, like, you get your afros, you get your short hair, you get your long hair. Um, this game lets you actually mix and match different elements. So you get, like, a base, and then you can put in... Uh, you, you get, like, different options for the base. You get different options for what your fringe is going to be, and then different options for how the back looks, and then even a different option for, like, a, um, a top knot or ponytail sort of thing. So even though they have um, presets based around those elements, you can mix and match your own style if you like, and that's, that's really cool. But um, besides that, they have um, the more in-depth features you'll find, like sliders for how your forehead looks and cheeks and everything. So it's very in-depth and very enjoyable to play, mess around with. And then you go into combat, which this game kind of has a more ebb and flow sort of um, combat system compared to other Soul-style games. Um, every defensive action you take is... If, uh, okay, sorry, let me, let me restart that part. Um, down on the bottom of the screen, you have a bar that's split into two halves. On the left side, it'll fill up with a red bar, and on the right side, it'll fill up with a blue bar. Um, the red bar fills up whenever you take defensive actions like blocking attacks or parrying. Wait, 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 wait. I think I know where this goes. So when you fill up both bars, you get to phone the police? No. <laughs> there, there is no, there is no police in this time period, I think. There, there could be. Seem, seems, seems rather unsafe. Um, yeah, so defensive actions. So, so what you're saying is the title of the game is We Long for a Civil Society. Uh, it's, it's woe, but sure. Woe long for a civil society. <laughs> yes. Yes, we, we, we can go Whoa, with that. Woe there, cowboy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Whoa. Long is the time that we must wait for a civil society. <laughs> we do live in a society. God, what? Hey, yeah, true. Sure, we do. We do. I, I, I think China had decent societies around this time. It was all based on uh, dynasties. And I guess their police would have just been a military unit. <clears throat> Don't like that. Not one bit. <laughs> um, anyway, um, like I was saying, defensive, um, defensive actions will fill up the red bar. Um, also, using um, your special abilities and magic attacks, um, those will fill up the red bar. And if that maxes out and you take a hit, you get stunned, which will just open you up for massive damage. Um, but uh, being more aggressive also makes it uh, drain faster and 
uh, landing in normal attacks will fill up the um the blue side of the bar, and you use the triangle button or the Y button on Xbox to do a heavy attack. And depending on how big that blue bar is, that's going to do um more damage on the enemy and fill up their red bar even more. So enemies have these same uh red and blue meter systems that you do, and it's like an ebb and flow between who can fill up the bar better. Um, who's going to punish who better, and yeah, um, filling up an enemy's red bar lets you do a fatal strike on them, which does a good chunk of damage, um, or even possibly insta-kills them. It- so how do, you, how do you fatally strike an enemy, Seth? Walk me through it. Uh, fatal strike is just filling up their red bar <laughs> or doing like a stealth attack and pressing triangle or Y on them. It's, it's like the Dark Souls. Right, but, but no, no, but I'm saying that. describe it. Like, so, so, so it's late, I've I've been out. I've just had some fun with some friends. Uh, I just grabbed my Maccas. I'm trying to walk home. Suddenly, oh no, Steve appears in front of me in a dark alleyway. I want to fatal strike Steve. Dude. What am I actually doing? What's my actual action? Um, here? has Steve noticed you? Uh, I think he's kind of dense, so probably okay, not. And you just walk up to him and you you just stab him in the stomach, and that's all you get. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um. Also, an interesting thing is that they have this morale system in the game, which is like an in-stage level system. Um, Do I feel bad for stabbing Steve in the stomach? No. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not morale. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. This isn't about it's you. Shouldn't you be crying in a corner or something? <laughs> it's not morale-like morality of good and bad. It's like morale-like how good you feel and um, uh, your, your like excitement level of the, um, uh, of the situation. So if it was if it was really good Maccas that I got before stabbing Steve in the stomach, I'd have a really high yeah, morale. Yeah, and then after stabbing Steven, your morale would go even higher. R- that's relatable, actually. No, that's I can I can see I can see where the game's coming from on that one. Mm. But yeah, um, <laughs> the way the way this works is that um, uh, enemies with higher morale will obviously do more damage and uh, more stagger to you, and you'll do less to them. But um, if you fatal strike them, you'll you'll go up and they'll go down and your morale will increase uh, depending on how good your run's going. So if you're... Hey, hey, Steve, Steve, quick question. You see me in an alleyway, but I've got Maccas, but you don't. How shit do you feel? I'm probably holding crispy cream. And that's a much, that, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a much nicer okay. food. So oh, I'm that doing is, much better. That, that's a boss fight right there. Man, I don't know if I can take that. But yeah, um... <laughs> uh yeah so the better you're doing in the stage the higher your morale will get and there's um there's uh, checkpoint flags like what would be bonfires but also smaller ones that uh, just exist so that whenever you plant them your minimum morale for the stage will stay um permanently increased uh the maximum that was in the demo was 20 and uh, uh after no 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 the maximum that was in the demo was crispy cream after uh it's after planting every flag in the stage, it just stays capped at 20. So even if you die, um, you won't go lower. The only way to go lower at that point is to just play poorly and have enemies consistently wail on you. Filtered. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, L plus ratio plus filtered plus having enemies wail on you. It's, it's just kind of a way to show how prepared you should be as you're going further and further into the level. Um, which very. I think is a very interesting uh, mechanic, and um, uh, like other games, you they they have um uh, a bloodstain system. Um, enemies that have uh, 
killed players that you can see bloodstains of, they'll have um, increased morale just off the get-go. But Dark Souls by... did it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. It, a lot of these things come from the Souls games, and they just kind of like twist them in unique ways. Um, so if an enemy is um affected by um killing recent players, then it, um they'll be stronger. But in doing so, you'll also get more EXP payouts from them, and your your morale will increase a lot uh on killing them as well. Um. But yeah, the last thing I guess I'll mention is that the end of stage boss I thought was relatively fair. It wasn't too difficult. Um, in fact, <laughs> um, the last run I did, it, um, I, it, I just kind of like entered a zen state and was just parrying everything because the parry mechanics in this game feel very good. Um, and I just kind of cornered him and got him into a point where he couldn't do anything against me and eventually won. Um, only so complaints. He got filtered then. Yeah, the boss got filtered after filtering me for about thirty minutes. What? Uh, only only downsides I had to the demo was that um, pressing the buttons to heal yourself and to unsheath your weapon felt sluggish. Sometimes it felt like the game was eating my inputs and they weren't coming out on time. And the time it takes between pressing the heal button and actually healing felt too long. Um, so hopefully they fix those when the game comes out. Is it the Monster Hunter thing of you have to walk around just slowly sipping from a green cup while uh, enjoying your health go back no, up? No, it's, or... uh, it's, kind of, it's more of the Estus Flask thing where um, you put the cup up to your um, mouth and then it just tops you up right away. It just it feels like the action of t picking up the cup and drink, uh, drinking the, um, uh, the healing juice takes too long. Give me that healing juice. No, 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 no. Well, if you had healing juice, Seth, how long would it take you to I, drink I it? I downed that shit right away. Like, like a shot with like a slice of lemon and some salt, or ah, uh, like, like a, like how it, how I down a shot of coffee in the morning to wake up. A shot, man. You're one of those people, right? So a syringe to the eyeball. Got what? it. Cool. Um. So, uh. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, uh, obviously this is just a demo, but how excited has it made you yeah, for playing excited. the game? Yeah, pretty excited. It was a very strong demo. Uh, minor gripes hopefully get fixed up. Um, yeah, looking forward to the game. I was really looking forward to it before, and this is about the level I was expecting it to be. Fair enough. So yeah, we can't that, really kind of give it a score out of ten because it is just a demo. A demo. Uh, so things things will definitely change and be added. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm hmm. But thank you for sharing, nonetheless. Uh, nope. Just the Josh, did you have anything to share or? Actually, no. Wait. No. 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 I have a Sweet question. Sorry, Seth. Um. um uh, I, I was having a drink of water, and it turns out I muted my thing, so I'm just talking to myself for a while. Um. Are you? You wasted two. You know what? Whatever long, I can say doesn't I'm honest. Anymore. No, say, sorry, say it, Stephen. <laughs> um, did this change your overall view of the game to what you thought? What you thought the game was going to be is what you played. Is that is that the sense that I'm getting? Um, it's it's not exactly how I imagined it. Um, they they changed up the magic system and the special ability system compared to other games, and I think it works relatively well. I wasn't expecting that back and forth system in the game either. 
So yeah, it's it's different enough from how I expected it to be, but still like at its core level feels like a Souls game. But okay, cool. Thank you. It's not something also I want to add as a final note is that every time these guys make a new game, they get closer and closer to just making Ninja Gaiden again. I I cannot wait for when they just make a pure action game again. I can. Uh, what have you been up to this week, Pat? Um, I don't really have a huge amount to share. I was just going to quickly plug that it is the 10 year anniversary of Borderlands 2. And Happy birthday, I, Borderlands! Hey, I'm yeah, not there we go. To be saying this now. I, I booted it up briefly with Josh just because we were talking about how. Uh, so, Borderlands 2, no, they sorry, celebrated. Man, I was busy. Sorry, I was busy. I couldn't make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, Borderlands 2 celebrated by adding, by uh, putting out a bunch of shift codes for some of the uh, ultra late game weapons, which um, I have used and. Uh, well, sorry, I have redeemed. I, I haven't really used yet. Uh, but. The interesting thing was that as soon, so um, somehow, because I, I go through quite a bit of music listening to it while, while working, uh, and one of the music mixes that I put on every so often is a Borderlands 2 music mix. It's, it's just the ambient, ah, cool. like just a selection of the different ambient musics used throughout Borderlands. But the, so the, the, thing, the thing that hurts me the most is that Borderlands 2 came out 10 years ago. And since then, we've had Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Borderlands 3, and Borderlands the pre-sequel. And I've played all of them. I haven't played all of the DLC. Well, there's only one DLC for Borderlands pre-sequel, but I haven't played that one, but I've played all the DLC for three and I've played, let's pretend to call it DLC for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And I played that. Um, but the problem Don't is- Don't forget Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, okay. And Tales from the Borderlands. That one I, I haven't quite finished. And that's on my list of things to finish because new Tales of the Borderlands is coming out and I'm quietly excited. But the problem is, the problem is with all of it is that everything that I play at Borderlands just serves to remind me how amazing Borderlands 2 was. And the thing is, it wasn't just, oh, that's just roast into glasses talking. Because uh, Josh and I were talking, and we ended up booting Borderlands 2 just to play it for a little bit. We only played it for not even an hour, just 30 minutes. But even in that 30 minutes, because I was trying to kind of speed run them towards, towards the end game, because that's where I'm at, and that's where I think a lot of the fun is. Uh, but... To me, the game holds up. The game doesn't hold up in, in two distinct areas, and that's only because subsequent games have introduced better movement. So Borderlands 2 does feel a little old based on some of the movement mechanics that I've come to expect from other games that are just newer, but, you know, 10 years old. What can you do? But so much of the, uh, so much of the rest of the game, the polish, the, the characterizing, the ambience, the, the music, uh, the aesthetic that it was going for, fantastic and so uh i imagine i haven't actually checked this but i assume borderlands 2 is either cheap uh because it's on sale because of the 10 year anniversary or it's just cheap generically because it's 10 years old i would highly recommend anyone that has ever enjoyed either a borderlands game or even just any kind of first person looter shooter because borderlands 2 is still probably one of my favorite games of all time and this is just a quick plug to say that uh I haven't played it for maybe like a year or two because it's been a while since I've last booted it. But uh, as soon as I booted it up, you hear the menu music. It's just instant nostalgia for the 800 something hours that I put into it. And man, what a game. So happy birthday, Borderlands 2. That's really all I wanted to say. It's just a quick plug. That's basically all, birthday, I've been, uh, all, I've, all, all I've been up to. Uh, really hope that Tiny Tina's get some actual DLC soon. <laughs> Looking, Did they ever confirm looking, if there would be real DLC? <laughs> I have no idea. 
Um, we're still waiting. So we, we've had uh, three out of the four for the DLC packs for the season pass that I bought stupidly because in hindsight, I don't think it was worth the price. Um, so, you know, maybe they'll surprise us with the fourth DLC pack, which is what we said after the second and third one. <laughs> I'll get back to you about Stranger of Paradise's DLC after the Gilgamesh DLC comes out. Is yeah. the DLC in the room with us now? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, just a quick plug. I don't want to harp on about Borderlands 3 pre-sequel to Tiny Tina's. Uh, we've had some episodes talking about Tiny Tina specifically, but... Uh, you can play yeah. Borderlands 3. I've got it. Bor but honestly, Borderlands 3, the movement mechanics are a nice upgrade, but Borderlands 2 is still the absolute peak of what the Borderlands series is and what I really hope the Borderlands series strives towards again because it is so hard getting people on board with the Borderlands series after Borderlands, like sort of like the Borderlands 3 and Tiny Tina's sort of era. It's really hard getting people on board, knowing what I know about the Borderlands lore and how good Borderlands 2 was and everything else trying to get people into the story of, and the lore of Borderlands because Borderlands 3, the story was the weakest part. And Tiny Tina's, I actually quite liked the story, but it's not a Borderlands game. It's it's a, uh, a DLC spun into its own game and I see why they did it and it was like this big COVID project that they had and that's all fine. You can go back and listen to episodes where we talk about it, but it's not, it's not a Borderlands game and it's certainly no Borderlands 2. So uh, yeah, quick plug just to say happy birthday, Borderlands 2. But that's really all I have to, to talk about it. So please, anyone that, that has played Borderlands 2, go back, boot it up again. You'll be surprised how well it holds up. Uh, I think that might actually bring us to the end of Round the Lounge. Is that, am I, am I missing something? That is correct. Missing... Wow. Made it through an absolutely blistering time, uh, which admittedly is partially engineered by us because we wanted to see what a shorter format looks like. So um, this basically sure, is an experimental. It is an experimental no, episode, so so Bucky. please let us let us let us know if you if you prefer the the shorter format or if you you like uh, us talking talking for longer because uh, we are nothing but uh, uh, vessels for the for the will of the people. But uh, that brings us to the end of Round Lounge for this week. Thank you to everyone for sharing, uh, and that means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is of course the news. And kicking off this week, we have an absolute banger of a story evga getting out of the gpu uh thing after splitting with nvidia which is like a titanic partnership i actually i i cannot think of a time when nvidia and evga haven't been partnered is that yeah that's pretty wild. much since their inception yeah yeah most nvidia cards i see are evga cards yeah, yeah that's what I man. So, so um, I, 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 of course, know what EVGA is. Um, but uh, for my little brother who likes to watch the podcast, he's very young. He's only six years old. He doesn't quite understand it. Uh, can you give us a two-minute overview of what that is? I don't understand this. And by uh, me, I mean my brother. Sorry. So EVGA, uh, basically, are uh, so the way that the, the Nvidia and AMD do their graphic card business is that they will sell a reference card, and that reference card is usually just at a certain clock speed. Uh, has certain types of cooling, stuff like that. Companies like EVGA or Palette or whatever, they put on their own aftermarket cooling and clock up the speeds or clock down the speeds and do various things with it, add water cooling, stuff like that. EVGA has been basically the pinnacle of support and high-end NVIDIA cards uh, for, for quite a long time. Like, like pretty much ever since I've got into computing, they've been the, the top of the line. Oh, uh, and okay. they're, they're basically quitting their partnership and saying, even though it's 80% of their profit margin for their business, by the way, 
Um, saying they're getting out of the market entirely, put a record. They're getting out of the GPU market mm. entirely, yeah. So they're saying that, you know what, this just isn't worth the, the shit we have to deal with for NVIDIA. And while we wish them well, we don't want to do business anymore. We're going to focus on our power supplies, on our motherboards, on stuff like that. Um, which, honestly, they're nowhere near as good as their other graphics cards were, but their support's there, so I wish them well, but it's just, it's huge to see something like that come out of there, and for, for NVIDIA to basically walk away from this partnership and not do everything that they can do to, to, to work with EVGA is, like, wild, honestly. They give a hard reason on what's soured the relationship? They basically just sort of said that there's been troubles over the, the last few years. I imagine it's to do with stock supply around profit yeah. margins, stuff like that. Um, in terms of like, uh, so one of the bigger things I know EVGA had issues with was when they're releasing next-gen cards, it's really hard for them to off-sell their old stock. So they like not having the, the heads up. So no one wants to buy a 980 if a 1080 is around the corner, right? Or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. card is. Yeah, you, know? you, never, so. you never buy a, um, a new uh, piece of um, computing hardware six months ahead of the, when the next one's going to be announced. Yeah. So basically, because it's really hard for them to do that on such slim profit margins, they can't like drop down prices and stuff, which I know has been causing a lot of issues. And then there's supply shortages and everything else going on. So I imagine that with things not getting better and uh, Nvidia just sharing less and less information that they've just stepped out. But there's been no like official wording. Neat. We're not uh, neat, but all the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, yeah, it, it really sucks. Um, because yeah, they they were like the high end, and they were like the big ones that everyone saw. And it's interesting too because uh, Nvidia is always ranked as one of the the best places to work for as like an employee. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. It does seem to be the, the difference to a lot of other video game companies. Yeah, so it's it's just it's interesting. I guess like for for me the the interesting part of this, obviously, you know, uh, very sad. I think that EVGA is leaving the GPU business altogether. But just interesting in that you have the internal. Um, acknowledgement of nvidia being an excellent place to work for but then the external uh i imagine evga wouldn't do this lightly so there must be no. some real shit going on with nvidia in terms of dealing with them contractually and as like a a, a producer slash supplier so yeah Honestly, just I, wouldn't interesting be supply, how I wouldn't different. be surprised if um because obviously nvidia were keeping a lot of uh, stock for themselves as well if it's just a lot of um just back and forth issues with the not necessarily the people at the company but just the company itself and the way it's operating especially yeah. because nvidia has been trying to buy out arm processors and stuff like that so they, they're obviously wanting to do more and get into more of the hardware side and this doesn't really leave a whole lot of room for the aib manufacturers like evga so makes sense to me mm. interesting i'm reading that they were also happens, um, getting frustrated with um nvidia undercutting them with the founders editions cards yeah, exactly. The, the, there's no room for margin on the profit forum, so they can't they can't do anything. Yeah. You know. mm. Anyway. Anyway, news, but... uh, next up in the news for this week, uh, Chainsaw Man gets absolute bangers of ending songs from a bunch of different artists. Uh, who other than me wants to to talk through this one? Because uh, I don't really know where this is going. To be honest. Uh, yeah, boy. Well, I'm pretty sure Seth put this on the docket, but as a, a fellow chainsaw lover myself, 
Um, they're pretty much um, <laughs> chainsaw connoisseur. <laughs> Some might say a chainsaw man lover. Um, chainsaw man pacing this podcast had. Uh, <laughs> that's me doing a chainsaw noise. Um, so essentially, what they've done is they just released a new trailer. Um, they released their opening theme song, which is very good, and they've got twelve ending theme songs. And I don't know how that's going to work uh, because they just play them all at the same time at one once. per episode. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's going to be a twelve episode long season, and they're going to have one of these play per episode. Yeah, so they play all twelve at the same time for each for the ending of each episode. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't. Mm, gone are the days where I used to vibe out to anime. Uh, theme songs and download the full versions and pretend uh, that it was cool to do so. So I, I, this is cool, but at the same time, it's... Uh, and if you, you get, like, one song per episode, you're not going to really vibe with it. Like You say that, but, like, the first one, for example, is a band that I really like regardless of them being used in anime, which is Maximum the Hormone. So they did, like, you know, <gasps> Resurrection That's Death Note, people. Song. They did Death Note's yeah, they opening, did the- yeah. Yeah. Maximum the homo- uh, hormone is the one that I jive with the most on this list. Um, I've sampled a little bit of all the other bands. They're all very good in their own right. But Maximum the Hormone is just like on a mm-hmm. whole other tier and kind of gives the vibe of what you'll expect. So the yeah, question if is, if they, re- if they replaced it with uh, Manic by Wage War, would it be better or worse? worse. Honestly, Actually, I'm not sure. That would ironically probably Wage War is probably a band that would probably suit... Uh, Chainsaw Man's um, general theme. Vibe. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Maximum the Hormone is very much the same vein of music, so I don't don't know if Manic will be better. Honestly, it really depends on what they do with the animation to it. Like, if they're doing a unique ending sequence and putting that in with the show, then that's going to be really good, and I don't think you can replace that. If it's just a song, then you you could replace it with anything. Yeah, I don't think they actually mentioned if they're doing unique endings or if they're just doing... um... I imagine they yeah. will. Oh, oh, also added in here is uh, Maximum the Hormone will also perform an insert song. So um, <laughs> insert songs are song, uh, uh, licensed music that is played during the middle of an episode. So that should do really well. Yeah, that'd be sick. Whatever scene they tie to that will be amazing. Right. Uh, and to go from one disgusting news story about anime to another disgusting news story about anime, uh, we have... Uh, news coming in that Crunchyroll is replacing Mob Psycho's leading voice actor because they refuse to work with union workers. Mm. That, uh, mm-hmm. that headline says it all and it fucking it sucks. does, and it's also an interesting one. It's such a like, Sony thing to do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so, so to me, knowing very little about the story, it seems like... Uh, it, it, it seems almost backwards in that you'd think that a company would want to work with people that aren't union workers. Well, so he's saying, I want you to work with other people that are like part of a union, right? And they're going, no. I don't, we don't want people that are in a union working with us. Yeah, they, they were willing to pay him like what his union um, payout would have been, but money wasn't the issue. The issue was specifically the fact that he wanted union benefits and other people from unions to join in as well. Yeah. It's a principle of a matter, benefits. Literally the, the point of a union, but anyway. Yeah. And, yeah, no, this sucks, and this is, um, this season three is going to be the final season of Mob Psycho 100 as well, so they're, they're literally changing the voice actor right at the final stretch of the series. 
Yeah. Company does bad things. Yeah. Next up, there's <laughs> weather outside. That was the worst um, allegory I've ever done. Sorry. You know, just ignore me. Just like well, I'm going to ignore the next Sonic game, Seth. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, speaking, ah. speaking, of, speaking of companies doing bad things, we have a Sonic trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to gush about this a little bit because it's the, it's the only <laughs> Sonic thing I'm excited for this year. Um, Sonic Prime got a another teaser trailer shown off. This one's a little more substantial than the other ones because it's actually showing off footage from the show. Um, I, I just really like this because the squash and stretch effects that they show in the trailer are all really nicely done. It's just very visually pleasing to watch. I don't know what that means, but what is Sonic Prime? I'm watching this trailer. Um, so it so, looks like so, a Shadowverse so, Sonic. Let me, let me break it down. Uh, are you familiar with the Transformers series? I have heard of them. So think of Optimus Prime, but if he had to collect little gold rings, that's Sonic Prime. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I thought it was that a was Metroid very... reference, but yeah. Yeah, so Sonic Prime is a Sonic show that's uh, going to be um, Eggman does something stupid and it breaks a, uh, a, multi, a multiverse level sort of uh, problem. Nice. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get like all sorts of different Sonics interacting with each other, if I recall correctly. Um, he's going to be traveling through different universes and stuff. Um, but yeah, this, this trailer specifically shows um, Sonic fighting Shadow. They're racing against each other and having a brawl. And also, um, what I'm assuming is the beginning of the Eggman fucking up section of the story because he um, seems to break some sort of multicolored crystal. Um, yeah, no, just not a whole lot of story actually shown. It's more action sequences, but it all looks very nice and very visually pleasing to me. Right. Uh, does it look nice and visually appealing to anyone else? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. So, yeah. There's uh, something weird, like how he spins into a ball, but I don't know. It... Yeah, that, that mm. looks a little like, um, I don't know, clayish? Like clay, it looks like it's claymated. Um, yeah, but, that's probably what, I, what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, but like the things like the punches being thrown and the running and the way their limbs stretch and squash um, for their movements all look really nice to me. Right. Well, uh, speaking of things that look nice to people, uh, Donkey has put out a video talking about how he and his wife, right? It is wife, Leah? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. It's, it's, just, it's just weird to think, knowing Donkey for as long as we have, that he has a wife. Anyway, um, Donkey and... <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. Donkey and Leah uh, talking about the indie game publishing company uh, big mode. Look, I get this is coming from probably a good place in his uh, in his mind, but the way the video plays out, it's like very self-absorbed and kind of egotistical. And it does, it does. I highly recommend everyone to um to look at this. It's, well, I don't even know what the video is titled. It's probably like what Donkey Big it, Mode video. I think it's like indie game publishing indie company, game publishing company uh, by video yeah, game it, Donkey. It's the way that he's, I can sort of see where he's coming from. He's like, oh, um, I have a platform. I can sort of, I talk about games all the time. I know what good games are. I know what bad games are. I play them for a living 
tell me what your game is uh, and I'll uh, promote it to the wild world or I'll help you publish it. Um, I can sort of see where he's coming at, but that video really does fucking wake himself up for about five minutes. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like even you don't know if a game's going to be good or bad from a planning stages sort of game. People are going to have to have, like, probably in-depth prototypes and we'll have to show that off. And by then, they've probably a decent chunk of the way into making the game and then he can just kind of, like, take a credit for publishing the game. I'm not, I'm not too, mm. like, upset about that bit. Like, I'm, but, I'm not upset so, about that. It's just an observation. Yeah, I mean, obviously every single company and publisher and everything has their own biases, but Donkey is one, especially particularly for me, where I, he'll review a game that I really like that happens to be an RPG and will shit all over it because he doesn't like RPG. Oh, yeah, he's never publishing <laughs> so, an RPG game. Yeah, so, like, it's just... I, I don't right, know. Like, it, the, with the ego that was coming through that video, it's like yeah, he, he man, paints I, a light uh, that like a lot of indie games are successful because of his videos, and a lot of them are like very the ones he shows off are very boilerplate. They were very successful before he even had videos out, like that, Hades and Celeste, yeah, that, and yeah. that's the thing that threw me is that Undertale, he's talking about he's talking about how he games. he wants to promote indie games, which fine. I, it feels really weird to nitpick him on this because I feel like it can only be good for the space to have more people talking about games that aren't done through AAA publishing. But it was weird that all of the uh, indie games that he talked about were all of the complete smash hits that mm. didn't need involvement from him at all. But they were glossed over. Right, but I, I feel like pretty much like almost every game that he talked about in the five-minute video as an indie game was a game that I not only knew about, but had played, which yeah. maybe coming from me, like maybe it doesn't make as much sense, but coming from me, I typically don't go out of my way to look at indie games. It's it's generally, uh, I've heard good things about this game, I will go and play it. So for me to have heard good things about this game and to have gone and played it suggests that he hasn't found any indie games that I otherwise wouldn't have played. He's talking about all the all the indie games that were as popular as, if not more popular than AAA games. Because for me, if if the indie game on your list is the game that won Game of the Year, yeah. the, like two years mm. ago, like, yes, it's an indie game because of how, of like where it came from, but it's hardly a representative indie game because like yeah, how if, many indie games get that title? If you yeah. wanted to show something off that was like a hit, um, it should have been something that he specifically contributed towards too and i don't know if there's yeah. anything that actually is something he contributed towards um so being a big hit because and that's yeah that definitely video just true. showed off very boilerplate these ones are successful and so i happen to talk I, about them at some point and and the the other part of it which again i i really don't like just nitpicking this because it feels like we don't have enough of the voices like this in this space it's just weird how he's gone about it in that uh so much of his selling point is I have a large platform to give to give like views to these videos, which it's just screams. He, hey, I will promote no, 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 your, no. your game with it on bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's 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 not even an arrogance thing. It's a uh, that's what he's done until this point. What more does he do with the with the weight of his own publishing company behind it that isn't just making an extra video or two on his channel? Because so many of the videos that he talks about. Our videos I monetary on his channel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure part of it is monetary. That's fine. But like, I, I, I put that up against. Uh, so, Alpharad, probably one of my other favorite, uh, like YouTube creators in general. He, 
he's a big platform fighter guy. Uh, and he, um... Very famously man. shilled the rivals of EFA. game. But I... Shit, I, I've already forgotten what the name of the game was. Basically, he, he, um, out of nowhere dropped a video. So, I, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm comparing approaches here, right? So, Donkey is talking about, I've made this publishing company. If you, if you're a game dev, reach out to me through this publishing company and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about trying to publish your game. Fine. And then I look at something like what Alpha Red did, which was, um, I you Slap found... City, by the way. No, it's not Slap City. He, he found a, um, a game on Kickstarter that was a platform fighter that was developed to be, you know, XYZ featured and level editor and, and rollback netcode and all the stuff that you want in a platform fighter. And he just dropped a video talking about how, like, hey, I'm not sponsored for this in any way. This just looks like a genuinely good game and I really want this game to succeed. So if you are interested in a game like this, like basically just putting eyes on the Kickstarter campaign and that, that game instantly became funded and got so funded to the point where one of the stretch goals became make Elfarad like do some sort of voice acting within it, partially because of the success that he helped bring the game. And I just have to compare those approaches of here's Elfarad just noticing something and going, huh, that looks interesting and just dropping a video about it, which is what Donkey has done until this point. And so I guess I'm just confused as to what Big Mode as a publishing company does beyond just using Donkey's platform of, hey, here is this game I like, here is this video talking about it, go and play it if you want. So I don't know, it's just, it's The, the idea odd. is to get those games off the ground in the first place. So they Ugh. wouldn't have to go to a Kickstarter or something. They could come to him for funding. And then I, I don't I don't like the I I do want to be involved in your game. But yeah, I, I get that. I really do. But I just I don't know. It just it just come across as not only arrogance, but just I know what's best for everyone. And mm. it's like Yeah, it does feel like man, that. Yeah. Like like there was multiple things that he showed. Like, for example, Talking about walking simulator and the way he continually shits on Death Stranding, I did personally didn't really like the game, but I know a lot of people who really love that game, and not because it's like a, a shill like he makes out it is, because of the story and because of the the atmosphere didn't, and everything else with that game. Didn't Donkey come around to Death Stranding? No, he no. sort of does. So, um, he, he does really. like a revisit video, but uh, then he shits on it at the end. Yeah, going, oh, so I was right. This is still shit. <laughs> But he's like, calling it out for like one shit moment. Uh, it doesn't make a whole game. But anyway, I get the feeling we're sort of talking about something that doesn't really exist yet, and about like one yeah. uh, content yeah, no, creator. It's, it's, it's true. Video. This is this is entirely first impressions. But I think I think what's interesting is that across the four of us, it's left a weird taste in our mouths, if if nothing else. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because we're all. I think. I think it's safe to say we're all a little skeptical as to how this will actually shake out, even though I think we all agree that it is good intention. So yeah, uh, it's just it's just interesting. It's an interesting it's an interesting spot to occupy, given that Donkey, until now, his entire shtick on YouTube is talking about video games, and he wants to go deeper and earlier in the development process. Which props to him. I just don't know if it'll work how he hopes it will. Also, anyway. by the way, Patrick, I think the game might have been Indie Pogo, the Alpha Red one. Okay, you know what? It's I'm gonna have to look this up because it's definitely none of the things that you're talking about. So let me Either just look this up. Either that or Frame Makers. Frame Makers. That's exactly what it was. Thank you. <laughs> it was Frame Makers. Okay. 
Only took you three attempts, but I appreciate I, the effort, Seth. The reason I put Braymaker's last is because I couldn't find a video where he talked about that, but he talked about Indie Pogo. <laughs> and everyone else is... It's other people talking about Braymaker's and Alpharad's connection to the game. But not him specifically mm. dropping a video for it. Well, the only reason that I know about Freemakers is because Alfred talked about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I will have to find the actual video where he did. Hmm. Uh, maybe he deleted it. Maybe he knows something I don't. Anyway, uh, speaking of people knowing things that others don't, uh, the Saints Row CEO uh, was kind of disappointed with the uh, reboot sales because it did ship 7.7 .7 million. Which no, no, is no, 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 no. Uh, 7.7 .7 million is how many games in general sold in that uh, European territory and in uh, Saints Row was in second place in that amount in general. So we don't have actually have a hard number for Saints Row. Um, we uh, just know in that time period, it's a chunk of that amount. Because it blew my mind that 7.7 .7 million was leading to him being disappointed with yeah, sales. Yeah, no, that would have been so insane. People would have, people would like kill each other for 7.7 .7 million sales. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, okay, I also gotcha. read that that way originally as well. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you for the clarification on that. Man, imagine if, imagine if that's how I opened the story on the podcast. God, that would be so embarrassing. I know, right? Not, not, like, uh, not like me saying that uh, Crisis Core was going to be 70 US dollars when it's actually 40 or 50. Not like us all giving you shit for buying Dragon Ball Z The Breakers, even though it's less than $80. Anyway, uh, Saints Row Reboot, I think the only one of us that has played it is Seth. So, uh, Seth, uh, if you were the CEO of, uh, uh, shit, what was the company? <laughs> uh, Volition. Actually, no, no, I okay, think this might is... have been the, um, this might have the been Embracer the actual pub publishers. Yeah, this might be Embracer Group themselves being disappointed. Gotta, gotta get embraced. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, em Embracer, Embracer CEO. Um, if you were the Embracer CEO, uh, would you be disappointed with Saints Row? Um... I'd be disappointed with the um uh, the community backlash about the game. Um, they do mention that um they they have grabbed a group of uh, core um uh, core audience members that really enjoy the game, but it's been an uphill battle to actually make the game like um popular. Um, and I I just played another session this morning. The game's still fucking broken and. God, it's it's really ruining the experience because it is a good game, but bugs just make it so um uh unpleasant to deal with um <clears throat> but yeah they they they're going to continue patching the game and investing into it but whether it's wow really they're going to continue patching the game that's I'd a buggy hope mess so. i'd hope so <laughs> some people would just leave it to rot um but whether a sequel happens is up for debate at the moment and that'd be kind of disappointing if they just dropped it with this because I do think uh, the reboot does have um, pretty strong legs to stand on. The characters and the gameplay and everything are pretty pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's depending on how much it actually sold. I I'd understand if they didn't. So what's what's interesting is that this article talks about how GTA Five nine years on is still out well it's still like one of the juggernauts in terms of uh yeah, in Europe, units, yeah crazy i is there I'm anyone sure that doesn't have gta 5 at this point 
I'm pretty sure whenever it comes uh, comes up, we always see on the PlayStation Australian store, GTA 5 is at the top. And I'm pretty but sure- who's who's buying the it? shark cards yeah, and stuff, I'm, though. I'm pretty sure it's all because of shark cards. Right, okay. Because, like, I know that I have a copy of GTA 5. I haven't- I've, I've only played little bits of it, uh, which- Go play it, it's actually, really good. Oh, I know it's good. I assume there's a reason why it's still the number one selling thing literally in the article we're talking about nine years after it came out. But all I'm saying is, I feel like it's the U2 album on iTunes at this point of <laughs> how is there anyone on the planet that doesn't have a copy at this point, given yeah. how many different versions and releases and platforms and things that it's on. It is a mind boggling thing that. Well, uh, so I guess yeah. uh, totally biased things, opinion. Eh? Totally biased opinion from you, uh, from Yusef. But uh, would you want to sink to a sequel? I would. I'd also like them to have time to release it, not be a buggy mess. God, this well, game we was can't meant all to come get out. What we want, can we? <laughs> this game was meant to come out in March. By the way, I cannot imagine the state of the game was in back then. <laughs> I think you can because I think it's similar to what it is now <laughs> of a buggy mess. I, I, I literally had Trin T posing on top of her car while she was driving it away. Sounds like a beach and not a bug, to be honest. I guess. <laughs> I guess it can be uh, a feature if you want to. Saints Row 4 <laughs> made that a feature. True, true. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, speaking of Grand Theft Auto, uh, people listening have probably heard about the GTA 6 leaks. Uh, the interesting take on this is that Rockstar is disappointed that the game was shared I'm how it was, I'm, which... I'm shook if- I'd understand as the developers and everything being disappointed with how it was shown off because it is really early footage. Like, think there's still um, trigger flags being shown. There's uh, um, footage from like just untextured, cubed um, test levels. This, this is not a good. It's not a good way to show off a game. You don't want to show off test footage. But, but at the same time, like, at, at what point just use, like, a couple of critical thinking skills? GTA 6 has no release date. For all we know, it's going to be released in 2026. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. People are hanging their hat on it. Like, it, it looks bad now. Like, when it comes out, let's see what it looks like type of The thing. only good like, take I've seen about this whole thing is that other developers have been basically posting, like, this is what my game looked like when it was this early in development, and they all look like shit, and it's just, like... <laughs> It just, it's just nice to see industry support. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not getting on their back for, um, uh, or anything. People getting on their back for it looking bad as an early thing are fucking insane and stupid. Um, yeah. I, I'm just saying from a developer stand, I'm just saying from a developer standpoint, it is disappointing where the first footage of GTA 6 is this and not like some curated trailer that they would have loved to show off. Yeah, well, I think, I think the bit that's interesting for me is that we just talked about how GTA 5 came out in 2013. And I don't think it's been confirmed, but everyone is sort of confirming or like uh, informally confirming that GTA 6 began development in 2014, which, uh, you know, I get it's a big game, long development cycle and everything. But thinking about the speed, like uh, before GTA 5 was GTA 4, which came out in 2000 and seven i want to say Is yeah, that right? sounds seven, about seven, right. Right? yeah it sounds about right and so that that like let, let's assume that that began development a couple of years before that came out so 
you know, few years few years in the oven, comes out in two thousand and seven. GTA five probably started development around or, you know, like, you know, plus or minus a year of when GTA four came out, six year development. We've now been sitting on GTA six for for uh for what would basically be eight years. And yeah. it's still a couple years away. This is a game that's gonna have I think probably realistically close to 10 years in the development cycle. That, I, but if, I, I'm curious if that's 10 years of full development, because I'd imagine a good chunk of um, people would have left to, um, to work full time on Red Dead Redemption 2 instead, which uh, came out 2018. So that's still four years ago. Right. Um, literally I just been mean, years of storyboarding, right? You never know. But yeah. just the fact that it's been in development. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the, 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 the part for me is that we're talking about how good or bad the game looks, but just in terms of the, the tech that has changed in the last eight years, I'm not saying that they've nailed the engine down back in 2014 as to what they were going to develop on, but just uh, it, it, seems, it seems wild to me that a, a video game can sit in an eight-year development life cycle, and no matter what state this releases in, unless it's a twenty, unless it's a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven situation, oh. it's gonna it's gonna sell well. I'm I I think everyone oh, yeah, no, would, would assume 6, that because it, GTA six leaking put immense interest in the project anyway. Like people have been excited for the game, and then people were just excited to see anything that was coming up for this. People but, are like combing through all the leaks footage just to find any bits of information and scraps they can take. Sure, but, 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 but my point is that uh, we have rarely seen a game recently that's been in development for as long as GTA 6 has. It's going to be really interesting to see how, the, how that length of a development process alongside how fast some of the improvements in video game technology have been as to what sort of game we end up with in two to three years when GTA 6 is actually ready to go out the door. So I'm, I'm just interested in this from, from a purely development standpoint of you started this project eight years ago. The world was crazy different eight years ago, which is weird to say, but also kind of true. Yeah, mm. no. Any, I, any piece of software that's eight years old is uh, dated, regardless of it, if it's been in development eight years or if it's uh, been sitting there. It's it's dated. Like you have to redo different things multiple times. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why I that's why I'm saying if it's been in full active development that whole eight years, or if they're just counting we have ideas on a whiteboard is started yeah, development. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. in saying that in those eight years, they might have restarted multiple things. They might have changed the story a ton. They might have changed how what's it what map they're going to use. It's I think it would also be interesting to know. I don't think we'll ever know, but whether the uh, COVID pandemic um, altered their uh, their timeline for it because I think Red Dead Redemption Two was that was pre COVID it came out. Yeah, no, but that, but that's my point, right? Is that I assume they would have had a plan of Red Dead Redemption comes out twenty eighteen, GTA Six comes out at some time. Whether twenty twenty years later, four years later, sure. But whether twenty twenty through more of a spanner in the works than they realize. Oh, um, we should also mention that uh, Rockstar has also talked about uh, has also come out and said that even though a bunch of this stuff has been leaked, that as a result of the leaks, they aren't planning to alter the release date in any way. So it seems like everything is on track. It's just they've had the rug pulled from under them in terms of being able to front foot showing off how awesome GTA 6 is, which sad, yeah, no, but not really I, expected. Uh, the only thing not I could unexpected. see, the only thing that I could have imagined would have delayed them at all is like if they did a security update so that 
this breach of um systems didn't happen again. But even mm. then, that or might if they not affect... lost data in the process. Yeah, I don't think there was any lost data mentioned. Um, I think it was just all test footage was shown off. Um, so, so you you, you oh, know and, how you know and, how um, I know no data was lost because uh, the only people desperate enough to hack into Rockstar to get GTA Six footage would be GTA Six fans. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they'd be stupid enough <laughs> yeah. to delete any uh, delete any data. I, yeah, I, was... I believe they also stole source code for GTA Five and GTA Six. Yes, I've heard that as well. Yeah. So we should be I mean, that... some good mods coming out soon, fellas. <laughs> That's fine, right? Because that, that's if like... If they don't that's get like hunted what, down by um, the FBI first, because Rockstar is, um, and take two, um, are cracking down on it. Sure, yeah, but, true. like, that would, that would mean that GTA 4 and 5, or, you know, whichever, whichever games have had the source code leak... 5 and would 6. ...would be... 5 and 6, fine. But that, that means that they would be, you know, 100 and 101st in the list of games that have had source code leak, and guess what? No one cares. Remember when, remember when Project Red got ransomware and they said we were going to release the Witcher 3 source code unless you pay us money oh, and Project yeah. Red ran? You know what? Go ahead. And then they did. And then the internet broadly just went, huh, Meh. and then moved on. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the, right. the only yeah. game I've ever heard of where the source code being available to people and has benefited the game is the original Doom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that run on everything. Yeah, it runs on everything and it's been reshaped multiple times. Samsung Smart Fridge. Samsung, send me a Smart Fridge, I'll review it. <laughs> with, with Doom specifically. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that there's too much more for, for myself to add to the GTA 6 news at least, but yeah, just interesting. It's just interesting to talk about, I think. Yeah, and <laughs> I we think will show it... none of it because we will be nuked off the face of the planet. And the last thing we want is to... Uh, put our sponsors in a position of awkwardness. Uh, uh, praise be Ford Truck Month. <laughs> They've done <laughs> so much me. for us the last month. They, they, they have, they have. If you do want to find the, uh, with, the with, footage, they, Google they, uh, Grand Theft Auto Inflation. No, don't. Uh, <laughs> without, without sponsorships, we could barely afford to, 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 keep, to keep our Ford Truck Month sponsor. Anyway, next up on the list, we have... Um, Hollow Knight talking about how Silk Song is getting PS5 and PS4 versions, which I think we all knew. It was just because Xbox got the the head start in terms of announcing it. Uh, I don't think it was Xbox got the head start because I think originally it was only slated for PC and Switch. And then at some point they brokered a deal to come to Xbox and get it on Game Pass day one, whenever that is. But wasn't it, wasn't Silk Song announced at the Xbox? At the Xbox event, yeah. Yeah. Was it announced at an Xbox event? It was, I it was. It was it teased. Was, it, yeah. it wasn't announced. It was teased. Oh, okay. I thought it was the Xbox that was announced later on when they announced the Game Pass deal. Uh, Maybe. I think, Honestly, yeah, there's so much news we have to cover all the time. It, you could be right. I could be right. Who knows? Maybe even Josh is right. That's a scary thought. But mm, the point I is, think so. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, you're right. Probably not. Uh, oh. the, the, the point is it's coming to PS5 and PS4 as well, which is good news for yeah. all the Hollow Knights out there. And get, just get it on everything. That's exciting. Now tell us when the game's coming out. Please. It's been so long. We still don't know when day one is for day one on Game Pass. Okay. I thought, I thought that was a bait and I was like, but they haven't announced it, Seth. <laughs> I was but that, quickly that's scanning why, the article. That's why I am on my hands and knees begging for them to tell us when day one is. <laughs> 
when will you release Silk Song? It's been 3,000 years since Hollow Knights. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, any anyone any any uh, Hollow Knight players uh, am among among us? I finished uh, Hollow Knight earlier this year. I think sus, it was. Sus. Bum, bum, um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, I do need to play it. It's on my play later list in Game Pass. I'll get to yeah, it. Same. Yeah, same. Just I, like every other game, I'll get to. Yep. I've done everything Preach. in the game except for do the boss rush DLC, which I'm not all that keen to go back and do. Um, but no, it's a what, fantastic hate Hollow game. Knight? No, I really you're, love Hollow Knight, you're, you're but a, I, I'm not you're, interested you're in- spit on Silk Song before it's out already? You, you cretin. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, speaking of stopping, uh, Sony is deciding to stop PSVR games from working with PSVR 2. This is so bullshit. <laughs> their, their, their explanation for it is also bullshit. <laughs> They're, it, they're basically coming down and saying, we've put in extra features for PSVR 2, so we don't want to make it backwards compatible with older games and turn off those features. I... I think it's bullshit, but, like... It seems, it seems like they're not even trying, right? Yeah, like, no, it, seems it doesn't like sound it like be... they even bothered to make it sound like they try for it. It's stupid. Yeah, because, like, I, I, I fully get... I fully get the idea that PSVR 2 is some next-gen immersive shit. Fine. Why does that stop PSVR 1 from working at all? Yeah, it's- Well, it doesn't stop PSVR 1 working at all. It just stops PSVR 1 working with PSVR 2 games. Uh, sorry, PSVR 2 stuff. Yeah, uh, one of the big things I wanted to do when- with uh, PSVR 2 is I wanted- to, uh, I was thinking about getting it so I could play Resident Evil 7 on um, VR. Guess not. <laughs> Guess but that's no, no, out of no, the but, question. But it's, but, but it's okay because Project Dynamo or whatever the fuck their backwards compatibility project's called will mean that eventually you can just stream uh, Resident Evil 7 as part of your uh, super, super expensive $150 a month PlayStation Plus subscription. I mean, I could still do that, but I wouldn't be able to play it in VR on <laughs> PSVR 2. It, it's, it's dumb. It is. It is. It is quite dumb. When's the Xbox VR coming? Xbros, we're, we're not. What happened to the ones? Xbox AR thing? What oh, do you mean? You guys still exist. They just signed a military contract against everyone's wishes at Microsoft. Whoa. I mean, yeah, X they did. Xbox, yeah, Xbox rem- had Connect. There's nowhere. There's nowhere else to go. They did it. They won. Yeah, it they perfected. won virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. I, Very I, true. I, re- I remember years ago they showed off Hololens as an uh, as a part of their Xbox E3 showcase, and then I heard nothing about it after that. It's so very I, much business and military complex. Yeah, I, I actually got to- Which is to, funny after seeing them try to show it off, let it show off how it could work for games and then they just abandoned that, I guess. No, it'll, it'll still happen at some point. Mm. We'll get there, bros. Don't worry. We're ready player one any day now. <laughs> I, um, I, ready I player went to one was optics. VR. I went to an optics- So was uh, Sword Art Online. I went to an optics conference in um, uh, Washington, D.C. and I actually got to demo uh, Hololens. What? Like, you didn't like, say I, this before. What the fuck, man? Tell us. Is it cool? What do you mean? I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you now. Yeah, I know. Hurry uh, up. <laughs> fucking let me finish. <laughs> um. Uh. And so, uh, I. So you might be thinking, oh, Patrick, you got to, you got to play with the demo. No, no, no. They trained me on every part of how to use the Hololens, and I was the one giving demos to other people on how awesome Hololens was. And I'll be honest, it was real sick for about an hour. And after that, it's like, I've seen everything that there is to see in Hololens. 
Like it's it's really cool tech. It is such cool tech, but it's it's like there's it's kind of like early Oculus of the couple demos are awesome, but once you get through the couple demos, you're like, so what else is there? How and long ago was nothing. this? Because HoloLens has had considerable uh, work done. I'm sure I'm sure it has. This was 2018. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 2018. Oh. Wake me up. That, that was. I didn't know that, that back was, then. That, that 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 was exactly halfway between now and when GTA 6 development started. <laughs> well, same year God of War, right? Yeah, it was too. Hey, phew, true, true. Yeah, ring it, ring it back to the circle, boys. Wake me up when Hololens <laughs> has a uh, official Yu-Gi-Oh support. I'll wake you up in a couple of days when September ends. Hmm. Hololens, Hollow Knight. Interesting. Google Hololens inflation, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't Does know it? about you, but I really hate it when Silk Song gets all up in my glasses. Am I right, fellas? Is that a cum joke? It can God, be if no. you want it to be. No, don't encourage him. Uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of the news for this week. Uh, yeah, a bunch of interesting tidbits to to continue keeping an eye out for. Uh, audience question of the week. Uh, Chris P. Bacon, wow, what a name, uh, writes in asking, what is the biggest crime you have done? I don't know, guys. I think made he, jokes about starting I, a podcast and here we are. I, I, I think he might be a cop, I'll be honest. Chris yeah, P. Bacon, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the bacon part for me, to be honest. Oink, oink. <laughs> Just like Kevin. Wow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, biggest, did, the biggest did, crime did, I've ever committed. Um, uh, sorry, who's meeting. talking? Can you, can you just identify yourself? Uh, just, before you, you, just so the audience at home knows, of course, who's talking. Actually, actually even, even if he identifies himself, we're not going to know unless yeah, he reads up all the digits of his credit card number and the three digits on the back. So my uh, name is Joshua. <laughs> wow. I, I, um, I purposely hit something to actually bleep that out. <laughs> I heard Oshawott for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh my God, based <laughs> Problem. Mm, not really. The biggest crime I ever committed was um, meeting Josh. Was choosing Oshawott in Gen 5. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually picked Snivy. What a, mm, what no. a good Pokemon. Snivy is cool. It has Contrary, which is base as fuck. Hidden That's ability. Hidden ability, like, yeah. hidden ability yeah. though. You're not still getting banned as, as a fuck. starter. Nah, nah, nah. But still base. <laughs> Imagine. Based on what? Um, Contrary. Oh. Right, so does anyone actually want to incriminate themselves? Or... Uh, I got the dumbest thing I've ever done, though, and I, was, I got a fine for this, so I, it's fine. Um, the statute of limitations is uh, dried up. So oh, I, no. went, I went and saw, I think it was Fast and the Furious 5 with, with my friends. <laughs> and yeah, you just paid for the movie ticket? That would be. No, and then I got, I got done for speeding on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you say that it was for family, though? Uh, no, it was, uh, I should have. <laughs> um... It was just like a red light camera. Oh my like, god! Literally oh. like an actual cop. Zero IQ play, and like as because I'm like I'm going fast. Um, You're like, what was that flash? <laughs> no, 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 I'm like, oh shit! There's a red light camera coming up, and I like put the brake on, and I just still went through it at speed, and I was like, still pretty far over. Nice job in the uh, Commodore, okay. right? Yep, in the old Commodore. Yeah, bring, bring it back. <laughs> so, so I guess the going on car yeah, related stuff plate. because I guess we're all horrible <laughs> drivers. Um, I went to go get uh, some food at like <laughs> I stayed up all night doing a um a uh school projects um and it was five o'clock in the morning. I hadn't had dinner. I was like, 
I'm I'm just gonna go out and get Time some to fucking, commit crime. I'm gonna go get some <laughs> junk food. Um the the highway was empty. I wasn't paying attention and I just did a turn on a red light. Didn't uh, get done for oh. it though. Wow. I'm calling the police. It's you not see fair. that man on a dash cam video. <laughs> I only might hit someone. Which I didn't. Uh, uh What about uh, you, Patrick? Honestly, I, I I cannot think of a crime that I've committed. He actually murdered someone. <laughs> no, that yeah, no, they, they, he wasn't yeah, they, 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 they deserved it. That one, that one was cool. <laughs> it's only a crime if you call it, right? True. Look, true. it wasn't murder. It was a hit. <laughs> With my car. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, I've been done for, I've been done for speeding, but it, it wasn't even like fun speeding. It was like fifty-five and a fifty. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you got you got the New South side, Wales police. Side point. Yeah, so, side point. Still bullshit, but anyway, it's hardly yeah. like the you know, biggest crime I've ever committed. My, mine would fast also and be road-related because I got done doing like sixty kilometers over the speed limit on my bike. Jesus. So, yeah, so yeah. he was so you, actually speeding. Yeah, so that that was actually well, so it's quote unquote over wait, the speed wait, limit. You... The only reason I was over the speed limit is because I was in between cars at the time, and that's a maximum limit of thirty kilometers an hour. But I was doing like. 90 something. Oh, so, okay. So, so I was basically filtering between cars. No, 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 no. I was basically like, like skimming between cars instead of overtaking correctly. And because that's technically lane filtering, I was over the speed limit by like 60k. <laughs> but oh. the cop just was like, I'll do you for like 10k's and don't filter like a dickhead. And I was like, yeah, okay. Understandable. <laughs> that day. Were you collecting <laughs> gold rings when you were speeding? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> Gotta go fast. There was like one of those like um, generic uh, trucks with like the, the wood laid down that looks like I could jump it though, you know? I was really just, <laughs> really just gaining love speed. <laughs> and, 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 when you hit, and when you hit the giant plunger at the end of the motorway, did you go into a ball or? Uh, well, you see, I, uh, I took, I did like a no hands and I uh, landed with like good scores. So um, I was fine. Smart. Smart. Yeah. And in uh, true Midebike fashion, the suspension was perfectly fine going off of a high jump, right? <laughs> you, guys, you've I, also, you've I, also had I, a few accidents on your bike. I, I believe one of them was running into a wall with a tunnel painted on it. <laughs> God, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was, was, there, was there a coyote uh, crying at your dismay? Or was there a roadrunner laughing at you when you did that? Both. <laughs> <laughs> For some oh. reason, the brand Acme was like, it was above my head. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> the, why. The Roadrunner was actually just a box of nuggets he tripped over. That, that was box bullshit. Fucking nuggets. Fuck that me. was fucking bullshit. I fucking... Nah, nah, we're not talking about that. Rip that bike. <laughs> wow. And that is uh, all right. the context that is needed. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, what, what have we learned? Um... Josh filters like a dickhead. Chicken nuggets may or may not be involved, and I need to commit a bigger crime to be cool. <laughs> uh, don't do crimes, kids. We're, we're not we're not advocating for crimes. We are just retelling stories of our youth. Yes, no, I no longer ride like that. So crimes are bad. Be gay, do crimes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? My biggest crime was being gay. That's not a crime, depending on it which was. city, you're, depending on which country you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Bad. it was a. I don't think it was a crime in Australia. You just couldn't. You couldn't marry. It 
it was not not a crime. <laughs> it's legally grey. <laughs> just like the, the just just like the wall with the tunnel painted on it, huh? <laughs> Uh, right. Patrick, well, go commit a crime. <laughs> I can't. New Zealand laws are too lax. <laughs> you say that. You say that, but I've seen your drink driving ads. Okay, I really thought you were going to say you've seen me drink driving, which <laughs> strongly disagree. Drink driving, very bad. You haven't um, seen me. <laughs> I, I, really, I really appreciate the drink driving ad from New Zealand where um, the guy's uh, friend is haunting him. Oh, ghost chips! Go, yeah, ghost, ghost chips. chips. Ads. That's the one. Everyone really go watch the, the ghost uh, chips ad about the see, guy that's uh, varnishing his deck. That was a good one. Well, that's not drink driving related, Josh. So it's down no. topic. Definitely no crimes committed there. Um, uh, yeah, go, ghost, ghost chips one was fun. Some of the drink driving ads are just sad, which I guess makes sense given the context. But you know, you you you, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, um, uh, hopefully, uh, Krispy Kreme gets gets uh some sort of incriminating evidence uh with which to prosecute my uh australian co-hosts uh good luck have fun <laughs> um if you or someone that you know has a question like us wants to get in touch we're on facebook at fast travel lounge twitter at fast travel lounge minus one of the l's and on good old gmail fast travel lounge at gmail.com uh, please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and a review or comment if you can all interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme, Ford Truck Month, Samsung, September. Uh, am I missing any? Lollipops Playland, I think, was the the the, the other sponsor in there. Um, Playland? <laughs> what, do you know how it's in Australia? Playland. Yeah, no, we don't know if it still exists. The 2 controllers were always sticky. Lollipops Playland. They were, actually. They were. It's true. That has a different meaning when you're an adult, fellas. <laughs> it was all the lollipops. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, that does bring us to the end of episode 42. Uh, crazy. Hopefully, during listening of this, you did discover the meaning of life because, of course, that's all what the meaning of life, universe, and everything is equivalent God, to. God, I hate you. I like this reference. Behold, the dichotomy of man. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we come to the end of episode forty-two. Any anything interesting that we want to we want to tease the audience with for episode forty-three, the big the big old four-three. Um, four is my lucky number, so this entire sort of series is lucky for me. This entire arc, <laughs> the forty arc. I may or may not play another demo and talk about it next week. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I may or may not escape from Tarkov. You never talk about that though. No, I know because I think you hated Tarkov. I fucking hate Tarkov, yes. Stressful <laughs> game. <laughs> what am I playing at the moment? Yakuza 5, that's a game. Ah, uh, Yakuza 5 is indeed a game. I it haven't played that one. of all time. Yeah, it's, it's good. And that's all I have to say about that. That's, that's well, I'm just going to say that next week. It's good, and that's it. That's going to be my part. <laughs> and that, that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole bit. Uh, fair enough. But uh, until then, I've been I've been Patrick. You've been listening you? to Fast Travel Lounge. Uh, I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for a free public holiday, Your Majesty. 